step on up, sit down, twist off that bottle top, or crack open that can. And welcome to Porch Matters. This is Terry Cagle coming to you from my back porch. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. The name of this show is Authentic. On Porch Matters, our saying is this. Big issues or just a friendly conversation. No topic is off limits. We take pride in being able to talk about anything with each other in an open discussion. Open discussion is one of the only ways to learn. Your perspective could be changed. You could change the perspective of others. Friends and family, welcome to another episode of Porch Matters. I'm glad you're here. I hope everyone's had a great couple of weeks. I've been fighting a little bit of illness here and there. It's a solo show this episode. It's not going to be a very long one because, just to be quite honest with you, it is 10.49 p.m. on this Sunday night, and it is a balmy 27 degrees out here on the porch. If you hear a slight little bit of a roar, it is because I have actually broke down and put a heater out here with me because I'll be honest with you, y'all. I am freezing. I'm in a hoodie, multiple layers, and as I'm talking to you right now, I can see my breath. It is cold out here. Again, I really hope you've had a great couple of weeks. I'm really hoping that I don't relapse again tonight. I almost put the show off until tomorrow so it can be done during the day, but we're going to press on. I really want to thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show, especially if this is your first time listening. I hope you like, follow, or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to me on. At the end of the show, I'm going to ask if this is a show that has been a positive addition to your life. If you would, leave a review and share it with at least one person this week. Guys, word of mouth really is still the best way of sharing. I don't just say that just because I think it's a cute tagline. I greatly appreciate you taking two seconds and sharing the show on your social media, either on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, whichever one you do. Any In all times you share it, I you can usually see it, and I really do appreciate it. It might not seem like much, but it really does help me out. As of right now, you haven't really heard me talk numbers a lot, but we are very close to 10,000 downloads, y'all. This show currently, as I'm talking to you right now, has 9,799 downloads. First off, thank you is an understatement. Without you, I I wouldn't be here. Now, in the current situation where I'm freezing half to death, (laughs) I'm just picking at you. (laughs) As you can hear it in my voice, I, I still sound like I'm a little wheezy. So I apologize for that. But, yeah, we're very close to 10,000 downloads. If you could share the show with just one person, if everybody listening to the sound of my voice right now can share the show with at least one person, we'll be over 10,000 downloads before Christmas. And I really would appreciate it if we could get there. 
Big thanks to friend of the show, former guest on the show, and friend of mine, Robert Dominguez, and his nephew, Stephen, for having me on Bigfoot Club. I spoke a little bit about it on the last episode. We were able to sit down and record uh, Friday as, uh, as a week ago, if my memory serves me correctly. Robert, please correct me if I'm wrong. I know you're listening. But we were able to sit down and record about a two-hour-long conversation. Robert split it up into two episodes. I've shared part one already. I'll be sharing part two here very soon. If you would, go out of your way and give Robert and Bigfoot Club your support. If Even if Sasquatch isn't necessarily your thing, I think you'll enjoy that conversation. Yeah, I'd... They asked me some questions about how this show got started and some other questions like that. We really didn't talk much Sasquatch or paranormal at all, but we did touch on it a little bit. But it was mainly just a conversation between friends. And I, if you enjoy this show, I think you'll really enjoy those two episodes. Robert, Stephen, thank you for allowing me to come onto your show. Thank you for thinking enough of me to have me on your show. And I really enjoyed the conversation. Would really love to have another one with you on your show if you ever want to have me back. Now it's time for the Porch Matters Food Review. As most of you know, I work in the city of Coleman, Alabama. Coleman has a lot of restaurants, and for whatever reason, good or bad, Coleman has a lot of duplicate restaurants. For example, there are two Burger Kings, two KFCs, two McDonald's, two Subways, two Arby's. I could go on, but you get the point. Main reason is because the city is spread out. Now, Coleman starts around exit 304 off of I-65 at Good Hope. It goes up to exit 310. Coleman even has two Walmarts. One off exit 304 and the other one's off of exit 310. But there is a gem of a restaurant in Coleman that doesn't need a duplicate. It's right in the middle of downtown. This restaurant is called the Downtown Grill. My best friend Kelly first told me about the Downtown Grill about a year or so ago. Went over there for lunch one day and the burger blew me away. At the time, I even said it was the best burger I had eaten. I got to eat there twice, then tragedy struck. They had a fire in the kitchen, I do believe. I could be wrong. It took them a little while, but they finally came back. Not only did they come back, but they also added a little bit extra room for a bar for all of you that enjoy the occasional drink. I've been able to go back over there about three times since they've opened back up. Once by myself, once with Mom, and once with Stacy and Xander. My go-to is still their cheeseburger. To me, it's the best burger in Coleman. I really love their ranch fries. I have been told they have good wings as well. Good staff and great atmosphere, and I really love eating at the downtown grill. And I'm pretty sure you will too. 
If you're within driving distance of Coleman, swing by and give the downtown grill a shot. Let them know you heard about them on Porch Matters. Downtown grill is absolutely hashtag fat boy approved. The would you rather question last episode was would you rather visit your past or visit your future? Devalina Walker says future. Kelly Curtis says future for sure. Can't change the past, but working daily to be the best version of ourselves. So you know it has to be good. It's a true story, Kelly. Mark Watkins says future and get some sports scores for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, right, Mark. <laughs> Somebody's been watching Back to the Future. <laughs> Terry Woodall Cisco says, future, already been through the past. Yeah, you're right. Christine White says, future, definitely. Thank you very much for answering. I really do appreciate it. The question I have for this episode is not a would-you-rather question. This week is Thanksgiving. With a little bit of a Thanksgiving theme to it, I simply ask, what are five things that you are thankful for? For me, number one, I'm very thankful for my relationship with God. I know some of you aren't religious, and that's understandable, and you're you're free to think and do whatever you want to in this world. But with me, I love the Lord. And you have heard me talk on this show about how I loved God, but I always hated church. I have been doing my best to change some of my views. And I've been trying to go back to church. Now, that there are still a lot of stuff about, quote, church that drives me nuts. It's all still the same stuff. But I'll be honest with you, I, I've missed it because it was a huge part of my upbringing. And I love, I love being a part of it. I'm still looking for a home, though, if that makes any sense to you. I'm very thankful for Jarrett Samuels. I'm very thankful for Tribe. And I've said this on prior episodes. Tribe was an absolute godsend for me this year. Jarrett was a godsend for me the last two years and I have I've been slacking a little bit but I'm still doing a whole lot better right now than I was this time last year I'm definitely a whole lot better right now than I have been in a very long time um I don't I don't even know if a lot of you know my story, but 
and I don't even I don't even know why I'm sharing it with you now, but maybe just to help you get to know me and maybe it's maybe maybe it'll help somebody. But at one point in time feels like a lifetime ago by now. But you know, I I grew up in church. I was in the building dang near every time the doors was open. Grew up in church. Played drums in church. And, you know, we, uh, we were going to a church up in Thatch. We used to love to say that the church started in our living room whenever the pastor and his wife at the time came in and talked to my mom and dad and shared their vision and you know I was eight years old whenever we first started driving all the way up there people would ask us I remember it to this day they'd find out where we went to church and be like why in the world do you go that far dad would always say because it was worth it So would mom. <laughs> and then later on, I got to doing the same thing. Because we, it was about a 30, 35 minute drive up 195 up to get, to get up there. Some of my fondest memories come from that place. It, it wasn't a traditional church there for the longest. We, uh, we started out there in the Thatch Community Center what used to be the thatch school and something something happened there a long time ago that really made an impression on me Um, my mom and dad used to help with the books and everything else they were the secretary and treasurer and we had a we had a camp meeting up there sorry y'all I'm still struggling with my voice but we had a camp meeting up there and we had several guest speakers come up there one was Pastor John Loper of the Gary Wood Assembly of God in Hueytown he used to come on the radio all the time I remember his I remember his voice as a child and He came up and they spoke and preached and, you know, everything. And I remember watching as a kid, dad trying to hand Pastor Loper a check for his, you know, for him coming up as, you know, is usually a a custom. And I remember watching him sign the back of it and hand it right back to dad. And he basically said, "I, I didn't come up here for that. And that really made an impression on me as a child. Another pastor that always made an impression on me as a child was a man by the name of Johnny Ragland. He used to be the pastor of the Argo Church of God where my grandparents went. I went over there some with them. One thing that really made an impression on me with him was the fact that before he retired, he would work. 40 hours a week in the mines but he never missed a service 
He never missed a hospital visit. Never missed a funeral. He was always there to be there for his people and his congregation. Very good man. You know, he had his faults just like the rest of us, but he was always good to me. He was always good to my family. And I do believe right now my grandfather is in heaven, and I do believe wholeheartedly that Johnny Raglan was the vessel that the Lord used to help bring that about because him and my grandfather was very close. But you know, I'm digressing. We, uh, going back to the other church, it I remember my dad constantly talking about how his view of a perfect church used to be where you could feel the love as soon as soon as you walked into the building and how the love of everyone in the congregation could literally draw people off of the highway in there. And believe it or not, that actually happened several times while we were there. I've got a lot of fond memories of growing up there. And, you know, my my vision of a perfect church is still that, just like Dad's was. And I'm still looking for it. But my relationship with the Lord is stronger right now than it has been in a very long time. And I, I thank Jarrett for coming on to the show and being the authentic person that he is. And, you know, he, he really made an impression on me and planted some seeds back whenever he first came on that are starting to grow. And I really do appreciate you, Jarrett, if you're listening to this. <clears throat> you know, I'm not, like I said a few minutes ago, I'm not where I need to be, but I thank God that I'm not where I was. Still got a lot of work to do, but we're going to get there. Number two on my list is my inner circle. Now, you know, I've talked several different times about spheres of influences and, you know, my circle and how I need to take care of my circle and how everybody needs to take care of their circle. My inner circle consists of family and close friends. You know, my mother, my uncle, my cousins, my girlfriend, my girlfriend's son, Xander, you know, her family, close friends, you know, Kelly, Angela, Sabrina, my friend John, my friend Wayne, otherwise known as Fluid, close work colleagues, you know, my my inner circle, those that I reach out to when Justin Heights would be another one. Um, all of those people that I have named, and I've, I'm sorry if I've missed a few, but the people that I consider to be in my inner circle are those that can help keep me in check, that I can lean on 
as well as they can lean on me. Those that if either me or them were to need to call at three o'clock in the morning and say, hey, I need you. You're not going to question whether or not they're going to be there or not. Those that are there for you no matter what. Those are my people, and that's my circle. Yeah, I'm very thankful to have such a, a group of people that I can lean on. And you don't know how much I love you, and you don't know how much I appreciate you, and you don't know how, if it wasn't for you being who you are, I might not be who I am. And I hope it I hope it's the same both ways. Because you know, I'm folks, I'm the type if you're loyal to me and I think enough of you, I I'd take a bullet for you in a heartbeat just to make sure you didn't have five minutes of uncomfortableness, much less sadness. You know, I I've been told two or three times that the I'm a big person, but I've got a bigger heart than anything else. And, you know, I'm very, very thankful that God has placed different people in my life. Some of them, so, let's face it, some people are just going to be in your life for a season or two. Then there's other people that, no matter no matter how long you've been friends with them, they're, they're going to be there with you for life. And I've, I'm lucky to have people that have come through my life in a lot of different seasons and in a lot of different times that have been able to impart in me exactly what I needed at that time. And, you know, we go our separate ways, but yet I still have something. You know what I mean? Am I, I might sound like I'm rambling, but it makes sense to me. I don't know if it's making sense to you. But, you know, going back to my story, as I was saying, we, I, I loved that church that I was in, but I was only there for a season or two of my life. I was there between the ages of 8 and 18. And after that, I, I went to different places, different, you know. It never was the same because of different things that transpired back then. It's water under the bridge. It's been almost 30 years ago. <laughs> Well, not quite. I'm not that old yet. But, you know, just like in everybody's life, things happened. And it is what it is. But I ended up going to another church or two and ended up playing the drums again. And then I ended up feeling like I was supposed to do more. And I, I felt like I was 
being called to be a youth pastor at the time. And I up and left another church of over 200 people to go and be youth pastor at another church. And there might have been 15 of us, with, including the preacher's kids. But, you know, we we ended up putting a lot of work in, put a lot of, you know, we did a lot of different things there. And we, with the Lord's, Lord's help, we were able to get the attendance up over 50. And then, you know, some tragedy struck. And it sounds like I'm speaking in riddles, but I guess I kind of am. But, you know, I, uh, I was seeing somebody at the time and, without going into complete details with it, it it's amazing how things work out the way they do. And it's amazing how sometimes God can use people to bring about some very harsh lessons. But I, after what happened happened, I went into a very dark spot, y'all. Um, and I, I don't know if I've shared this on the show or not, but I will now. There was a point in time right after, right after all of that, that I actually took out a pocket knife, not to commit suicide, but... I actually put it to my wrist to wonder and see what it would feel like. I didn't cut myself or anything like that, but I just wanted to feel the, I, for whatever reason, I just wanted to feel the blade on my wrist. And the fact that I even thought about doing that really bothered me. And just to be completely and totally honest, I, I allowed that person to break me. And that's very hard to admit, especially on a podcast, but I allowed that person to break me. And the reason why I say it that way now, I can't put all the blame on her. And in hindsight, you know, I, I believe love is a choice. I saw red flags, but I chose to avoid them, and I chose to love her. And after I made the choice, I just totally became committed. And once I'm committed, I'm committed. And I I got destroyed. <laughs> just to put it plainly, I ended up, leaving the church, the church, and uh, I, I went through a period of time where I was basically working to pay my club habits. I'm not proud of that. I'm, I'm also not proud of the fact that at one point in time, I could walk into a club and drop anywhere between 150 to 200 dollars and not be drunk. 
I was never one of those that went and bought drinks for everybody. That's not me. And, you know, I basically went through a point in time where, and this is really hard to admit, but between, between things like that and, you know, I, uh, I had another friend, he was going through some issues with his now wife at the time. And we were talking this, that, and the other. And he asked, I asked him about how, if he really could trust his, his lady, wondering if she might be off of somebody else. And he just looked at me real funny. Rodney, if you're listening to this, you, you should remember this story. He said, and I, I won't reveal the, the name of, but he said, she really did screw you up, didn't she? And, you know, I, again, I say that I allowed it. I did. I allowed my own destruction and then I wallowed in anger and self-pity for so long and then I never really tried to I never really tried to fix it I've always been the type that I just bury my head and try to keep moving forward and then whenever it gets to the point where things don't hurt anymore well I guess I'm over it (laughs) well that did a whole lot more damage with me than I ever thought was possible. And these days, I am observant of, of things like that now in hindsight, because like I said a few minutes ago, Thank God I'm not where I used to be. But I started going back to, back to church, but I was still shameful and guilty there for a little while because there was a point in time, I remember this vividly, flash forward a few years, I, I started working at the Sheriff's Department right in September and my father got sick in October and you know, he couldn't work anymore. Uh, I remember telling this several times about how I would go and work an eight, an eight hour shift at the sheriff's department and then jump in a truck and go pull hoses for my dad. And to understand me and, and that situation, you also, have to understand that my dad was everything to me. You know, I've said that a thousand times on this show and I'll probably say it a thousand more times. And with him being sick, I I got into a, a deeper, darker spot to the point where, you know, I, uh, I shut down and clammed up, and whenever I did talk to a couple of people, they flat out said, well, you need to go. Talk. You, you need some help. And then I actually did go and speak to a counselor, and 
just to be honest, she didn't tell me anything that I hadn't already known or I didn't already tell other people and, you know, things like that. A coworker did tell me I needed to look at things from a different perspective, which is also part of the life lesson that I learned to bring about this show because I like hearing different perspectives now because it helps me see things. And I got that from from that current situation or that situation with my dad because I was so close-minded. I couldn't see the forest for the trees. But there was a point during that where I remember vividly, and I'm ashamed to say this, but I threw up two middle fingers to the air and said, screw you, God, I don't need you. And a lot of you don't know me from Adam, but to if if you would have known me whenever I was a teenager growing up, to hear those words come out of my mouth would break your heart. Y'all, I don't want to be that guy again. Because, number one, I am very thankful that I have a Father in Heaven that can look down on me and bless me with the gifts that that, that he has. Because I'm not worth it. I'm not worthy of it at all. And <laughs> he's blessed me with a lot of stuff that I don't deserve. And, you know, I've, I've, not, I have seen where people have looked at me and I'm not saying this to brag, please don't take it that way. But I've been in positions where I've been looked at as a role model before. And I always wonder why. I'm not I'm not anything that anybody needs to be looking at as a role model. I need to be a cautionary tale of what not to do, if anything. But I know where I've been. I've seen my journey. Y'all, I wouldn't be here without the Lord. I wouldn't be able to talk to you right now if he hadn't had his hand on me, even during my darkest times. I am here for a reason. We are all here for a reason. And right now, I'm trying to figure out why I'm here. I don't, I don't know if it's because of this podcast I don't know if it's supposed to be something bigger, but I'm trying to find that out and I'm trying to figure that out. I told all of the, all of you that for this, you know, there's a scripture in revelations to where that we, uh, I'll just pull it up and read it to you. Went to church this morning at something Church of God and Philip, you know, we used to go play ball together and we went to school together and things like that. And I had never heard him preach at all until today. And he did a really great job. 
and he spoke off of Revelation chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Revelation chapter 2, verse 4 says, but, but I have this charge against you, that you have left your first love. And I'm reading now that amplified version. You have lost the depth of love that you had first had for me. And whenever he was preaching, he talked about how there was probably about three or five people in the church that he was speaking to. I would have been one of them. You know, I told all of you that all, all of that to go to that scripture. I lost sight of my first love. And in verse 5, it says, So remember the heights from which you have fallen and repent. Change your inner self, your old way of thinking, your sinful behavior. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to remember where I come from. My story isn't great, but I guarantee you it'll have a happy ending. Just like yours will too. Be thankful during this time. Be thankful for where you've come, where you've been through. We wouldn't be who we are if we haven't experienced the things that we've experienced. And sometimes we are took through bad times, not just to learn something for ourselves, but so that we can pass it forward or pay it forward and maybe be there to help somebody out along the way. I do believe that, and I believe it to be true. I remember where God has brought me. I remember those that he has put in my path that have made an impact on me. I remember those that I hope that I was able to make some sort of an impression on. And I hope all of it wasn't bad. I hope there's at least a few people walking around this earth that feels like their existence has been better because they've known me. Number three on my list is my job. And I y'all have heard me gripe and complain about that place. But if I didn't love my job, I wouldn't do it. There's jobs out there for everybody. I could probably go find a, a brand new one tomorrow. But as much, <laughs> as much stress and grief as that place has caused me, I'm in a very good spot. I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. And I also believe I'm there for a reason. And I believe I'm there for a season. And that season's not completely done yet. Number four, I'm thankful for the lessons that I've learned this year. I'm very thankful that I met Jared, as I said earlier. I'm very thankful for Tribe. Tribe was an absolute godsend. And I'm trying to be a better man than I was at the beginning of the year, and I will be. Number five, I'm thankful for the winds of change. The winds of change are blowing. 
used to. I, I wasn't really fond of change. Still not completely. But sometimes, y'all, change is not a bad thing at all. Sometimes change can be a very good thing. There are times that we that we need change as bad as we need oxygen to breathe and to live. Sometimes we've got to get out of our own way to be able to see the change coming. Now, do I know what cha- what is coming? Not a clue. However, I do believe that in my life, the change that is on its way is going to be good. Can I, I? I can't tell you exactly what I'm looking at, and it sounds like I'm just talking in complete riddles tonight, and for that I apologize. Uh, but I'm hoping for more clarity for myself here in the next few weeks. And as soon as I get the clarity, I'll be more than happy to let you know. But the winds of change are definitely blowing. At least here, at least here at the Porch Matter Studios and in this house. And in that instance, it's kind of like standing on the beach and closing your eyes and feeling the wind hit your face that nice warm breeze i can almost see it now i wish to god i could feel it because it's cold (laughs) and before i give myself a relapse i just want you to know that i love you and i appreciate you and i thank you very much for sticking with me through all of these episodes through thick and thin. This might be your very first time listening to me, and you're probably wondering why in God's name have I wasted this much amount of time. I hope you haven't really thought it was a waste of time. I really hope something that I said has made a positive addition to your life and a positive impact to your life. And if it has... Like, subscribe, or follow on whatever platform it is that you're listening to us on, please. Leave a review if possible. And if you would, share it with at least one friend. There again, y'all, if we share this with at least one person each episode, sky's the limit for this show. And I can't do it without you. If y'all would take two seconds and share the episode on social media, I would greatly appreciate it. Believe it or not, there's a ton of people still out here in this world that have never heard of a podcast. That can be a great conversation starter for just some random person you're working with or seeing them at Walmart, whatever. But there again, I love you, I appreciate you, and I'm thankful for you. What exactly are you thankful for? If you would, comment on social media down below the picture, and I will be more than happy to read your answers next episode. But that's all for me this episode. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. I hope 
that you're able to get together with your family and your close friends. Remember, family ain't always blood. Family's those that are that stick with you through thick and thin. If you haven't got anywhere to get together on Thanksgiving, call up your friends. I'm sure they'll save you a spot at their family place. Or there's going to be several restaurants out and about on Thanksgiving that will still be open. Make sure you tip them a little bit extra if they're working on Thanksgiving because they're sacrificing away from their family. But I will see you next time right here on Porch Matters. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.